0: Is it really that important to eat organic? What is conscious parenting? Does homeopathy actually work? Oh God, the flu! How do I beat it naturally? How do I prepare for birth? What are the benefits of meditation? This is Healthy Happy Home, the podcast community that offers discussions and solutions for a fully conscious and integrative approach to living and parenting. We will explore and open up the topics of natural health and well-being, holistic parenting, consciousness, and work-life balance to empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. We're so grateful that you're joining us on this journey. We'd love it if you could take the time to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: It will help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. This season of Healthy Happy Home is sponsored by Mega Home Water Distillers, the most reliable and efficient home drinking water
0: distiller. Mega Home are kindly offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just use the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home.
1: This week's guest is celebrity stylist and body positive advocate Stevie B. Stevie has been styling for 15 years and has been in the fashion industry for over 20. She dresses clients for the red carpet, music videos and various TV shows. She has worked
0: with a huge range of celebrities including Kate Moss, The Kings of Leon, Jennifer Lopez and many more. Stevie has been on a journey with her body from a very young age and has recently found acceptance with the body positive movement. She wants to share her journey and help others as she never believed she could feel free around food and love her body and she believes if she can, anyone can. So welcome Stevie. Hi guys, thank you for having me. We're so excited to be able to talk about this
1: subject with you. It's Subject that's been um under much discussion recently with us and very close to our hearts. And um maybe you could just start off telling us about how you got on this journey to body positivity. Sure.
2: Yeah, I can. Um as you mentioned, so I've been in fashion for a very long time now and I have dressed I actually should count it up one day, but it's got to be well over a thousand people. Wow. And I would say out of all those people, a rough percentage, I would say 90 above 90% aren't happy with their bodies, so When back in my days, I started off in Topshop in Oxford Circus and just the people that would come in, you just, the first thing you'd see is like, oh, I don't like this, oh, this is sticking to my tummy or my thighs or, and it was the norm. I didn't think anything of it, that Mm -hmm. that's the way it is or whether it was a model or a celebrity on a photo shoot, be like, oh, you've got to cover this part of my arm, I don't like this and just a real awakening that just women in particular are so critical and hard about themselves with their bodies. Um, which over the years I have been myself, um, being sort of the tallest and the uh, largest out of a group of friends. I was always on this constant battle to make myself smaller and I achieved it over the years. I've been on every diet you could ever possibly imagine um, from, I think I did the Atkins, which is mad because the thought of meat now and yeah, I'm a vegetarian now, but anyway, anything to try and make myself smaller. So I achieved it. And when I did, I had a buzz for like a few months. Oh, you look so tiny. You look so small. And I felt like that was a really good thing. Um, So much so at 27, I lost a lot of weight, actually lost my period from that for a good six months. Um, And yeah, being that slim without a period, realizing this isn't right. I actually got depressed from it and slowly realized that, I needed food and I'm like my happy weight or who I'm meant to be is around a size 14 and I was getting sort of towards a 10. Mm. So gained the weight slowly back to a 14 and comfortable myself, happy, work was going well, things are good, Um, love life was everything, everything seems to be better when I am a size 14 which is how I'm meant to be. Um, had my second baby, he's going to be four next week and then thought, right, that's no more kids. I'm going on a rampage, no sugar in a healthy way. So I'm quite holistic into alternative things like you guys, um, and quit sugar and, but obsessively like no carbohydrates, no refined sugar. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's, there needs to be some kind of balance. We'll, we'll get onto that. So I, I did that and started feeling anxious around other people, um, slowly but surely, and started to feel depressed and not myself at all. Um, The smallest size I've probably been, thought it was um, PMDD, which is severe uh, PMS, thought it was like to do with my cycle and my period. So I went to a specialist um, on private health and they looked at me and I remember going, I can remember my weight, by the number this is how sort wow. of regimented per week like what I was I remember the weight I was when I went to see this woman she said oh you could do with losing about half a stone <gasps> so in my head thankfully being like you know I, I know that this woman's wrong mm. I know that I don't feel healthy I feel sort of quite weak almost um this isn't right so I started seeing a coach who is a wonderful woman um, and started working on, what if I was a bit bigger, you know, what 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 if um, putting on a bit of weight didn't mean the end of the world, what if it would help me be stronger to build my career, you know, started feeling positive about gaining weight, which is where this journey started, so yes, yeah, depression twice, once at 27, once at 33, both times my slimmest, so yeah, and this time, slowly putting on weight, reading positive books, curating my Instagram feed to follow people who are positive about weight gain or being yourself not necessarily weight gain but this journey and it's only been truthfully about six months since I've accepted this weight gain and feeling good and in that time career uh, relationships with my family not weighing myself I feel like me again
0: yeah
2: so yeah that that was a long waffle (laughs) so do you
0: think the relationships improved because you have more acceptance of yourself and it's a self-love thing so when you're not happy with yourself you're kind of miserable around other people and people feed off that do you think that's what it was?
2: definitely and my relationship with the scales so Mm. my day would start off weighing myself every day? every day
0: gosh
1: we don't have scales in our house
2: that's good (laughs) That's, no, that's good amazing it's a bit pointless though isn't it's it
1: so pointless it, it just changes all the time yeah but yeah. that's that's wonderful that's good
2: so yes yeah, starting every day weighing myself so if I was two pounds lighter I'd come out of the bathroom and be like right kids we're going to school today like chirpy if I was two pounds heavier right put your clothes on like wow, you know so incredible. my kids would be affected by yeah. it my husband and all from two pounds is a tiny amount though but, but it was it was this thing like oh okay I'm bigger today like every day for a good two three two years yeah. weighing myself so have and you
1: taken the scales do you not have scales they're actually
2: still in the same spot under the bathroom and I couldn't I don't even think yeah. about it I mean they could go but I think my husband weighs himself occasionally yeah. but it, it's they don't bother it, they don't you bother anymore. me at all yeah. such a freedom that I guess isn't that's it that's the key word and that's that's why I'm so passionate about this and wanting to help people because I feel like being a woman in this day and age is so challenging uh, being a mum your job balancing life like there's so much to have that freedom around food and your body is just it's the most liberating feeling yeah, and it
1: gives you more time to do what you want to do because you're not consumed by thinking about
2: it exactly all the time. and
1: more energy because you're eating what exactly
0: you want, when exactly you want. but how do we get to that point of actual freedom from this because as someone myself who has struggled with this I wouldn't say I've ever been overweight, um, you know, kind of technically by any means. But the way I felt about my body and the way that I carry weight, you've helped me with this a lot. So, you know, the way I carry weight on my stomach and it's such a problem for me. It's been for my whole life. And again, literally until you said to me, hold on. And and I actually want to share this story because when, after I had Vida and, you know, breastfeeding and just not feeling myself at all and feeling like, right, I don't just want to wear crappy clothes because nothing fits me. I want to feel good. And I know a few stylists and I spoke to a few and I said, you know, I, I kind of, I'd like to go shopping and maybe you can help me, but I don't feel like I'm in my body. Maybe I'll wait until I've lost a bit of weight. And two of them said, all right, well, get back to me when you've lost the weight. Stevie said, absolutely not. We're going shopping now, and I'm so passionate about this, and I'm going to make you feel amazing now, because you need to love your body for everything it's done and everything it's created, and for your children and your breastfeeding, and this is amazing, and I literally wanted to cry. And I was in the midst of the flare-up at the time as well, so I actually couldn't go shopping at the time because I couldn't walk. I was having this postpartum flare. And I was like, wow, that's so empowering. Are you serious? And so this is like a really new thing for me. And so I'm on this journey as well. And I just, it is so empowering. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you have to change your attitude to your body, like appreciate what it, what it's done for you. Like you said, like
1: you can make a child with your body for, as a woman. That's an incredible bit of science.
2: Absolutely. Know, and feeding children. Yeah, well, that actually made me really emotional because I was thinking recently um, a client, a similar situation, but really early on, a client I went to, about a week, a couple of weeks ago, I put it on my Instagram and um, she sent me a picture of her in her pyjamas, really miserable and upset and, and just like, I just don't feel like myself. So she's still at that you know, the the baby was only eleven weeks old, mm. so still at that feeling. Oh, for me, I saw the post. Yeah. yeah, so for me, it's a really tough time. That actually, because your body's a gone through time. so much, so much, and and there is there's still water retention, yeah. and your fit, and, a and lot your boobs of, have grown because you're
1: breastfeeding, and your stomach's still there. So exactly, you just feel even bigger, really, don't you?
2: Exactly, and it's just such a you feel so you, lack of sleep and and just all these factors, and to hire a stylist seems like something that you know people people would question you like that's a bit much you know
1: campaign, seriously. <laughs> no
2: and just the difference I could see in her face and her eyes and what you were just saying it makes me emotional because we've all been there we've all had times even if it's not after having a baby where I don't know you've lost a job or something to have that pick me up mm. the majority of women love clothes mm. you know everyone when I tell people I'm a stylist I remember in a midwife appointment, whatever it is, really, like they lean forward and yeah, into me. Yeah. My husband says, "Oh yeah, I'm in property," and they all like. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> women, women get excited about clothes. We yeah. all do. Yeah. So in order to be at that stage, and for you to say what you were having, for someone to say to you, "Yes, go and go and lose the weight and come back to me," it's about feeling good, whatever your size, at that present moment. We all go up and down. Yeah, we all go up and down. So actually, funny today, I put on some wide leg. Comfy trousers, and as I was about to leave the house, I thought, like, "Do you know what? I feel a bit ooh, like a bit like I'll sit. I put on a pair of tight jeans, and I feel sexier, mm, yeah. like walking into a school, a bit snappier, and like with heels. And I'm not saying I'm I'm into tracksuits and loungewear, and do, do that we, we about. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you, we're I don't both know, wearing we should...
1: dresses in your honour today, aren't we? Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> so lovely. But you look no, but great. This and just for you, them. honestly,
0: oh. this dress, I, I, so I haven't allowed myself to wear dresses. It's really nice dress because. As I said to you, I, my boobs, I'm still breastfeeding, my boobs are still big, and I'm actually in a non-nursing bra today, so I feel Yay. absolutely liberated, <laughs> um, but I don't feel like my body is my body in a dress. So I was stopping myself from wearing dresses. And yesterday, I went for a walk with Vida because she was teething and I put her in the sling and she was just happy being out. And I went to pick up vests and socks from Next because that was the excitement of my day. And there's a shop, another shop near me, an uh, outfit which has got kind of Topshop and all these other little you know, concessions in there. And I never go in, never, because I'm always with the kids and I can't try stuff on. I thought, she's happy, I'm gonna walk in there. Oh, there's a dress. I really, really have been wanting to get back into dresses. Anyway, I didn't have time to try it on. Took these dresses home. And I thought, wow, okay, I feel good. But I am still carrying this weight around my tummy. The difference was that I looked at it and I thought, okay, but maybe, what if that's okay? What if it's okay that my stomach's not totally flat in this dress? What if it's okay to wear this dress because I like it and I feel good in it? And they give dresses can give you a bit of space, actually, can't they? Less restrictive than trousers. Yeah, but, you know, that's not even the point, is it? It's like, okay, it's not... If I was wearing, usually, matter. what's my yeah. my go-to? Like, skinny jeans and a big jumper mm-hmm. in the winter. Yes. And I thought, no, I want to be back in a dress. However, then today I wake up having, like, a more flabby, textured, as you'd call it, day. Yes. Yes. And I got upset again and I thought, and this is my journey. So the point is, is that I'm still on this journey, but I thought, no, I'm wearing the dress Mm -hmm. because I'm going to allow myself to delve deeper into this journey and allow myself to wear this dress and teach myself. You know, we always talk about breaking the habit of being yourself. You know, re- This so is think, very
2: interesting, actually, because I'd like it's to funny say something. That you so you thought I had a flat stomach. And Lauren's also humouring <laughs> Tilly, like looking at her, saying like, "Okay, so what, what's very, what's very interesting?" So Tilly, can I, can I ask what clothes size you are? Not the oh yeah, matters, well this but, is
1: a this is a medium, but. Um, um, probably a 10
2: okay so Tilly's got quite a small frame and she's got, got boobs a great figure and <gasps> boobs yeah, yeah but, but it's it's interesting to see how Lauren just reacted to Tilly grabbing her tummy but what I've learned and that was me that was mm. me to all my friends like oh do me a favor there's nothing there you're there. but what's oh, fascinating is that what you thought? Did you? Did you? Well, I don't no, want to put thoughts into your no, head. No, it's just that we talk about this a lot, because mm-hmm.
0: we've been talking about body positivity between us since we started this podcast, haven't we? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's a topic that is, you know, very kind of close to my heart mm-hmm. at the moment. And in preparation for this episode, we've really been delving into how each of us has, um, has our kind attitudes of, yeah, to, our it, attitudes really, to yeah. it. And so we'll get on to that, yeah. actually. I'll let you finish what you wanted to yeah. say, but we'll get on to that, because Tilly's... Um, perspective of it is really interesting and and as a model and someone that's been in the modeling industry for a long time she has a very interesting perspective on it that oh, just opens lovely. this world up to us yes. a bit more yeah no that's great so we'll get on to that in a minute
2: but what I find interesting and and I've always been that way like I almost with my group of friends sort of joke about it like joke about my weight and joke about theirs and they're this size and I can't share their clothes and this kind of, but now I've realized that it doesn't it really doesn't matter what the person's size is they still have their thing yeah mm. and and um, I don't know it's just it's, it's fascinating like being a larger scale person I look at I used to look at friends or clients who are slim and almost sort of in my head do like a bit of an eye roll like yeah okay yeah you've got but it's just as big to them yeah or to yeah just all different shapes so and sizes it's relative and, so everybody yeah. it's because you
1: were saying like you've been a stylist for so many years and, yeah. styles, and 90% of people don't like what they their bodies, and I suppose a majority of your people you were styling were models, actresses, pop stars, mm-hmm. you know. So, you and people that we would think would be happy with their bodies because they're like, you know, very successful and they look very well and they look great, but they're not happy
0: either. So, it's a, it's a, everybody's been unhappy. Yeah. Did those people, you know, I mean, you starred Jennifer Lopez, were those people, did they have hang-ups about that? I
2: mean, I won't talk specifically, but yes. But, is the same as us you know turn around ask questions whoever's there does yeah. this look big is this and even worse in some ways because they're being
1: judged by their appearance has been you know they're being marketed exactly. in a certain way so that's that... where
0: their self-worth is coming from and that's a huge issue when you're in that industry so let's let, let's kind of crack that shell wide open a minute and being someone that's been in the modeling industry then where? How does this fit into it for you? Well, um, I suppose for me it was funny because when I started modelling,
1: I was a teenager. So I was very—I'd been at school, I'd been, you know, exercising like you do. You eat whatever you want. Your metabolism's quick as a kid, and then I left school, carried on modelling, carried on eating the same way like a kid, but then with no restraints. So I could do—I wasn't living at home, so I'd have a can of coke or whatever, you know, Mars bar for breakfast. But then I wasn't doing the sport and my body was, I was developing and then I was modelling as well and then I was drinking. So actually, I ended up putting on quite a bit of weight at that crucial time for me for modelling where I was had been quite slim and you needed to be quite slim. And But it was quite difficult because I couldn't really understand why I'd put on weight. No one ever said, oh, don't worry, you know, when you're 16, 17, 18, girls always put on weight, you you know, you're developing into a woman. It's completely natural. Just, you know, do maybe do a bit of exercise or something. So it wasn't... So I was I struggled with it for a while and I didn't because I didn't know how to really manage it and it was only when I discovered kind of a more healthy approach to eating so for sort of looking at food as more nutritious nutritional that I then kind of got into you know into an easier more sustainable place and I started going to the gym a bit and then I kind of I was able to manage it but there was years of modeling when I'd be like I just couldn't work I, you know and I wouldn't I would just eat whatever I wanted I didn't know. I didn't really understand about, you know, nutrition, really, I suppose. And, um, yeah, and being on shoots, and I could hear them, people going, oh, look, she's a bit, she's put on a lot of weight. Let's put her in the swimsuit and make her stand at the back. You know, I'd be like, oh, my God, they're talking about me. Oh, my God, it was so awful. And also, like, I'd go to every shoot, and you look at all the clothes, and I'd think, okay, that's not going to work, that's not going to work. I'd, I'd straight away scan the clothes that I had to wear that day and think... I'm not going to be able to fit into that. How am I going to do that? And it was quite, a stre- I mean, it's quite mm. stressful because that's what you had to do. But everybody, like you said, everybody was probably going through the same thing because all of our bodies are different. And and that's what you learn about styling is that no matter what your body looks like, some things look good on some people and some things look good on other
2: people. Absolutely. Absolutely. That must have been a huge pressure. That must have been horrible. <clears throat> Almost like, I don't know, hearing, uh, I don't know, photographers and casting and people saying those negative things and...
1: Well, it was only tricky because you didn't really know as a teenager, you know, how how to sort of manage it or why it was even really happening. You know, it was kind of a transition period. But I think women, you know, people don't say that often, look, this is a very normal thing. You know, the agencies didn't say, oh, by the way, when you hit 17, you might, you know, you might want to stop having (laughs) Coca-Cola. You know, you know, just look at what you're eating and be a bit more healthy and do a bit more sport or do some exercise. No one really said that. I think nowadays in agencies, they are much more conscientious about doing that but we also were modeling very young then and i think that they don't encourage modeling so young so maybe you know people are a bit wiser now to it but there was definitely a lot of pressure but it's funny because lauren you know that makes you also you're comparing yourself with all these other models Mm. who are like you know you know swiss or you know from Sweden, you know from norway or sweden or the brazilian supermodels you're like oh my god look at them you know so you you know, you would people would think that you would be very confident as a model at that age, but actually you're surrounded by these kind of incredible looking women everywhere. So it doesn't necessarily give you more confidence actually. I've got more confidence as I've got older as I just realised, you know what, you've just got this great body that keeps you alive and has babies and you know, it's about your energy rather than how it looks. So Absolutely. then I love it much more now. But I definitely at that age it was it was quite
2: difficult, yeah. Must be. I mean, that age is difficult anyway, regardless if well, yeah, I think that's yeah. my teen years and to have that on top of it, you know, that's that's, that's challenging. Very I just want to delve a bit
0: into when we started researching for this and Tilly and I read um, Body Pozzy Panda and I want you to talk about what the first thing you said to me was after you'd read it.
1: Oh yeah, it was funny because I suddenly realised that she was talking about the 5% of the of the population who had these kind of slimmer bodies and that how they were, you know, and how, like, models and actresses had been presented as, like, the ideal female form for her as a child. And I just thought, God, I felt really guilty because I thought all those years I was running around advertising whatever it was, it never even occurred to me that it would make a a girl who maybe wasn't tall and slim feel not good about themselves. So I actually felt quite guilty. I said to the kids... Right, I'm gonna eat more.
0: <laughs> Come on, I need to put on some more weight. I don't want to make people feel bad. But I think that so I, I, I I'm obsessed with Jamila Jamil and what she's trying Absolutely to achieve. I know too. you are as well. Like yeah. your eyes just lit yeah. up. Yeah. And she talks about slim privilege. And I love the fact that she is very like owns that. You know, she's slim and she, I'm still gonna, you know, advocate this because this is still important. It's mm-hmm. a bit like advocating, you know, against racism if you're not a certain ethnicity like yes. we can still do that yes but knowing that kind of if you've come from that and you haven't had those huge body hang-ups does it give you more of an insight into what other people how difficult it might be for other people like how difficult some people's lives that it's, it's taken up so yeah, much no, of their time I know. it's
1: terrible to think that you know i mean I, I as i said to lauren once before there was one point when i was modeling where um you know, and I was trying to get fit, and I met this girl, and she said to me, "She's like, oh, I, you know, what I do? I just, I just throw up after after dinner." And I was like, "Oh, really? What does that do?" She's like, "Oh, it helps you lose weight." And I was like, so naive. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea." I mean, how stupid, really? But, and so I started trying. I didn't even realize it was bulimia. It was basically bulimia, and I, I started doing it, and then like very quickly, within about six months, I was very unhappy. I don't even really know whether I'd lost that much weight because you you know you eat the food then you throw it up then you're starving again anyway so it wasn't really it was just throwing me emotionally all over the place and it wasn't until I didn't really tell anybody but I just could tell and I suddenly sort of started reading things about oh are you are going to damage your teeth and and I was in a bookshop one day and I just saw this book and it said something like do you want to choose to live or not and it was a book about eating disorders and I just read it and I thought oh my god what are we doing I'm really like this is just going to kill me. It's ridiculous. I've got to, and it. But, and but it took me a while. So then I stopped doing it, and it took me about six months to then get over it because I would then be I'd I'd screwed up the way I thought about food and quantities so much in that very short time that I couldn't even really tell whether I was eating too much or eating a lot, so I'd sort of look and see what other people would eat and think, okay, she stopped eating, her, well, I'll stop eating. It, look, it took me a while to sort of become normalised, I guess, mm. which is, I guess, what happens with eating disorders, that, you know, you get into this terrible alternate reality. That's amazing
2: cool. that you managed to do that. You pulled yourself back by yourself, or was Yeah, yeah. well, I just picked up a book.
1: You know how this sort of the universe helps you sometimes. Yeah. I just walked into this bookshop. I was living in Olivia, New York. I walked into a bookshop, and there it was, and I just picked it up, and I just thought, I just knew... I I mean I'm pretty happy, positive kind of person and I I was was gonna say you've just got
0: you're someone that's got your head screwed on.
1: Yeah, so I was just it just I knew that it was I was going a bit like you know when you're young you're drinking too much or when I was smoking too much, well, you know, there's times where you know yes. really that this is, and it takes yeah. a while to yeah. get it under, <laughs> yeah. get it back down. But I knew, I think, because with the the bulimia thing, you being sick makes you feel so mm. um, emotionally upset. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting throwing up. Mm-hmm. That, so it was, you know, it was really upsetting me as well. And then,
0: and it wasn't, you know, I hate saying that, it was it wasn't, didn't seem to really doing anything either. <laughs> and so you know but the reality of it is that most girls in that situation can't pull themselves out because they've got this deep hatred for their bodies
2: and that
0: is just terrifying isn't it and well they're trying to control it I think that people use food as a way to
1: sort of get into control Mm -hmm. so maybe if there's something going on in your life that you know maybe at that time I was living in New York I was quite young You know, my friends and my boyfriend, everyone was in England. I didn't particularly want to be there. And maybe I felt a bit, you know, insecure and a bit lonely because there's no phones or social media or anything. So, well, I mean, I obviously had a mobile, but, you know, you weren't in contact with everybody. So, um, you know, maybe that's why, you know, you're trying to control the situation. And so you
2: you try and control it with food. I think that there are are eating disorders and then I think there's disordered eating. Yeah. And I think um, people who have disordered eating don't realize the uh, severity of their issue mm. um which is quite interesting because that i think that's a, your story is amazing and i think that's going to help a lot of people because i think it's how you how you told it you so easily could kind of slipped into an eating disorder mm. yeah and then i think for me personally and i think for a lot of women disordered eating is a real thing where Even something so simple as what I mentioned before is to say, you know, oh, I had a big breakfast, so I'm just going to have a salad. It has to be a salad. Mm. I have to do that. Not actually following mentally or physically or your heart, like your soul, what you need. Mm. And I think that's what made me depressed. It's like, I'm waking up today, I'm having a banana and I'm going to wait till 11 o'clock for my coffee in, in your head, all of this to push yourself to be thin is disordered. It might not be an eating disorder, but it's disordered eating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I'd love women and men, to recognise that you don't have to be on this constant battle, just, just kind of live. I know it's easy to say because I've come out the other side mm. and I will help Well I you've come out
0: the other side because of the work you've put in and because you've... And, and this is, again, this is about what we choose to look at what we choose to view so we can follow so I, I you know I've spoken about this before but we can follow Kylie Jenner for example and all the Kardashians and let's take Kylie Jenner who's the young world's youngest billionaire based on creating a product that promises girls they can look like her when in fact she's spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on surgery that's the world we're living in. Now we can follow her, and we can follow her sisters who are promoting diet pills and waist slimmers, or we can follow Jamila, Jamil, Body Posi Panda, and Stevie B. <laughs> you know, and we can change because it's all about social media. If social, me- if you don't like social media, you're not using it right, right? I completely because, agree. You and have to create your own. You have that's it. Absolutely. Own. Because then we're seeing the things that make us more positive, that make us feel good about ourselves that help us love ourselves. So that's down to us as well. It comes back to ownership and taking ownership of our lives and taking responsibility for our mental, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being being able to just say, right, okay, I'm going to do this. This is my job. If I don't, if I'm not happy, I need to change that. So by following, for, that's what it's been for me. I mean, genuinely, I never thought I would say social media helped me. But for me, following the right people on Instagram, I'm following everyone who wasn't serving my soul, a purpose, and spending less time on Facebook. Because funnily enough, I find that the people... That I've known for that I know who you friends on Facebook with people who you know not all of whom you may like or who may understand you or you understand them, but you kind of have to for the sake of you know etiquette mm-hmm. state, not unfriend them. Yes. Um, whereas Instagram, you can choose what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I just think that's
2: so empowering. You just worded that perfectly. I couldn't feel more the same if I tried. Um, the way yes, so say for example, if you are following any of the Kardashians. If you see this perfect picture of Kyla, whoever, whichever one, mm. and that's how you start your day, mm. and that's that's then gone into your... I mean, I don't watch the news. I mean, that's controversial. Yeah, or listen too. to the news for the same reason. Yeah. If you hear, uh, you know, an awful story about a stabbing or something, that that is now in your psyche. And in the same way, this perfect picture that has taken a spray tanner, a makeup mm. artist, a hairstylist, um, uh, surgery... Uh, perfectly fitted clothes bespoke to her multi-million pound like, and you know, been edited if we at all the had that if we all had that financial team yeah you know i'm not, I'm all for that like i had an event recently i spent a fortune i had my hair done i had a spray tan i found the perfect dress. you know you do all that but that's like a one-off special treat if you mm. have this that people need to realize especially younger people i'm thinking of my hairdresser in particular <laughs> very influenced by the kardashians and i just try to say it's just, it's not, it's not real. It's, It's you know, it's not. And, And we're under this huge pressure as women to try and achieve this, this perfect look. But, we're so, so much more attractive and so much sexier if we actually own who we are and start to like who we are. Mm.
1: Do you think it's also the the, the advertisers? Because I was thinking that a lot of it, when I was modelling, it's about being aspiration, creating this aspirational um, picture. So you're also trying to say, look, if you wear this or you buy this, you will also have this aspirational lifestyle. So it's also about, you know, people understanding that, you know, buying this or owning that is not what makes you really happy in the end. And I, just looking at that is advertising. That isn't it's what consumerism. you really want. It is it's consumerism. Consumerism. I think that's
2: yeah. probably nearly all the issue. It's like mm-hmm. 90% of the problem, absolutely. So yeah.
0: how can the industry change that then? How how can the fashion and beauty industry
2: kind of aid this movement i don't know about you but i feel a real shift happening mm. um not necessarily mm. just because i'm tuned into it no i think
0: you're right I think
2: um i i think a change is happening with but i don't like what you said that you felt you feel guilty i feel like everyone should sort of own who they are and what they look i don't think it matters your size anything like that i think if every, everyone sort of takes ownership of who they are and is positive and a good person and yeah you know we always say i know
0: you and i have spoken about this and you and i have spoken about this a lot it's about your energy that's what people mm. see and so and that's what you let yeah, off instantly thing, like yeah. i feel your energy when you're around and you, you're very beautiful as well but from your energy and when you are and i'm i'm just really big into that because it is what we let off, you know, if you're a good person and you have you walk in with a smile on your face and you're making other people feel good, people wanna be around you. People aren't gonna go, She's just put on a little bit of weight or oh there's a little bit of flab hanging over there. They're not gonna look at that. No, and also you that's know? the same with I think when you when you are restricting if
1: you are restricting what you're eating and you don't have the energy like for me with with modeling the best time for me was when I was quite healthy and quite fit and I was training I mean I was going out a bit but that's when you can turn up at the shoot and you think you know what I don't if it's not if that doesn't fit me it's not my fault it's that actually that some clothes won't fit me but I'm feeling really good about myself and then you've got the energy to engage with people you know if you're sitting there like very weak and in the corner you know that's not that's not I mean you need to take attractive.
0: courses and workshops for young girls who are in modeling because this is huge stuff right Absolutely that I you think, in the modeling yeah. industry were able to say, I feel good now and if that piece of clothing on this shoot doesn't fit me well then that's the clothes
2: it's not me yeah, yeah. how amazing is wonderful, that wonderful wonderful yeah. and young people and that's the reason why I, I choose to be as vulnerable as I do because of our children's generation mm. and it is it is about the kids like I'm talking with uh, going to talk to a school soon I think a lot a lot of teenagers are dropping out of school because um, because of self esteem because mm. of social media because of how they look it, there's just so much in it so to, to do that for young models would be amazing
1: we're interrupting this episode really quickly to bring you a message from our wonderful season sponsors tilly check
0: this out oh that's rank what is it nasty isn't it i was shocked too actually i've started using a mega home water distiller to purify my water that chemical gun you can see and smell is what gets left behind oh so normally you'd be drinking that yeah a distiller is the only way to create absolutely pure drinking water. So what
1: are the benefits of having a Megahome distiller?
0: Well the Megahome distiller eliminates known nasty toxins like fluoride and chlorine and it's one of the few distillers that actually removes estrogen too. And so you reckon that Megahome is the one to get? Definitely. The Megahome is more compact, it doesn't get so hot and they have a service centre here in the UK so any problems you can phone them, talk to them and get it sorted. Well what about the filters I can buy in the supermarket? Great question. I actually did a lot of research on this before going ahead with the Mega Home. So many of the store bought filters and the more expensive home filtration systems we hear about don't actually get rid of the most harmful toxins, they just improve the taste. Oh, I bet it's super expensive though. Au contraire, my friend. It's actually super affordable. Just have a look on their website. Okay, so how much water does it distill per day? Well, there's five of us in our house, and I do two distillations a day, which gives us more than enough.
1: Oh, it sounds totally brilliant. I want one.
0: Well, it's your lucky day, Tilly, because Megahome are offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just go to megahome-distillers.co.uk and enter the code HHH5 at checkout. Can't wait. How do we make that shift with social media and with young girls, what they're seeing? How do we... We've all, got da- we've all got sons as well, but we've all got daughters. I think it's just as important to talk to our sons. I agree. But let's just talk about daughters for mm-hmm. a moment and girls. It fills me with dread on one side of it to be raising a girl in this day and age. On the flip side, I grew up in the 90s when all I was seeing was all saints in their crop tops. Rachel, Monica and Phoebe, um, Kate Moss, uh, just, the, you know the girls in Clueless everyone had this 90s figure and no one was saying to me it's okay if that's not you it's okay if you can't wear that crop top or you don't feel comfortable yeah, with it. I actually
1: think it was harder probably for your generation yes. than it is now because I did ask my daughter earlier last night what she thought about it she was like oh mum you know body positivity, gender equality, you know, pay equality, um, online bullying. We see all of it. We They're understand so all of it. are yeah. so aware.
2: It's wonderful. they so aware. Great. Really yeah. positive, yeah. Because these
1: movements, when they come in, and we were saying this earlier, they really then take flight and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, yeah. so they do, a lot can be done quite quickly. And mm-hmm. I think you're right, the fashion industry has made changes. There's a lot more diverse models and, and the beauty with different age ranges. I mean, maybe not enough,
0: but... Mm-hmm. And, like, just men wearing makeup and, and girls of today or, or anyone of today just thinking that's okay. Like, no one bats an eyelid. It's wonderful. You know, if we our really parents' generation...
1: More than the young people I know. Well, well like like our if parents' you think generation we'll walk into say. a shop
0: and see, you know, I was in Urban Decay and there was a guy in there, like, full face of makeup, nails, but totally a guy. Mm-hmm. We don't really bat an eyelid to that anymore. Our parents' generation would. But that's what I just wanted to go back to, that, like I said, on the one side, it fills me with dread, but on the other side, wow. I mean, my daughter's only one. Mm -hmm. So by the time she's a teenager, Mm -hmm. like you say, we're in this shift. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll be at this point where just everyone will be so aware and she won't have, she won't grow up with the same body image issues, whatever her body is like that I
2: did, because she'll be able to see all this stuff. And because we're taking a stand and and or just doing a podcast like this and to, exactly and I and I think it's wonderful if you think um a lot of my issues stem from my mum's generation and her mum and eating oh you're not gonna have that are you mm. my mum never did that to me yeah but but that's there. and I grew up with her I don't know what was it like um Jane Fonda workouts or yeah. this fad or the you know everything and she's still not there bless her she's still she's, she's on something at the moment that she can't eat until midday that's the latest thing and she's super teeny tiny and she's not meant to be teeny tiny Mm. it it, it's just
1: just don't work the word diet should just be eradicated it should
2: it should but i think we've learned this from our parents generation so on a positive spin and it's so nice to say something positive if we're doing this and making a change now then our kids stand a chance to be okay to be bigger okay or whatever size mm. um my daughter, when, when I was really in this sort of heavy dieting space, used to, like, prod at my tummy when I was at my slimmest. And for a second, it would be like, really, Marley? Like, I'm really working hard on this. Or, like, take offense or, like, push my bum and mm. say, oh, mummy, you've got a big bum. Now, I'm like, yes, I do. And she's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, it's a stretch mark. I had, you know, I had you. And I'm fine with it. Mm. Like, take ownership of what these things are easier said than done but like I said I never thought even a year ago that I could be this accepting
0: one thing you said to me that has resonated with me and stayed with me and I think it always will it's very interesting for me as, as a nutritionist as well and someone who eats very well lives very healthily <clears throat> and yet I've never attained this figure of what I thought was well I mean not since for a long time of what I used to deem the perfect figure And you said something, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to say exactly the same, but if you are eating healthily and you are feeling well and you are feeling good, whatever body you're in at that point without restricting yourself, but while being healthy, that's your body. That's your body type Mm -hmm. and that's where you're meant to be. Absolutely. So I feel like when you say, you know, your body uh, as it's meant to be as a size 14 Mm -hmm. and just being able to be okay with that, Mm -hmm. but then wanting to kind of, now delve into okay the importance of
2: advocating nutrition with that i'd like to talk about that i think that's another another added pressure the nutrition i'm uh, listen i've all, i'm very into nutrition um i eat organic whenever i can you know we've got quite similar mm. um choices with that but again it's another thing like it's it's another pressure So I do think that there's a balance. Like a lot of people ask me, like you know, there's quite a lot of Instagram accounts with very overweight women. Yes. In their underwear and show. Again, instead of looking at that, thinking that's bad, they're not. They're doing them. They're happy from what I can see, what we can tell. Let that, like, just try not to let other things. Does that make sense? Mm. What I'm saying. It makes sense, but I just.
0: Mm. I, for me, like if I see a picture, and I know this is controversial because mm. I know Piers Morgan got tore to pieces mm. for saying this, but if I see a picture of a very, very overweight woman, mm-hmm. for me, that's no more advocating health than the picture of, say, Nicole Ritchie when she was in her anorexic stage. Mm-hmm. And because of the health implications. Because of the of health obesity, implications. Yeah. I don't care if her body. If she's happy in her body, your curves great. Mm-hmm. But obesity isn't healthy Mm -hmm. for so many reasons that I don't even need to list because everyone knows them. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about balance, Mm -hmm. right? And there has to be a balance. I don't think that that's a healthy image for girls. So do you think
1: that some of the body positivity comes across as just eat whatever you like, you deserve to eat five pieces of cake, just stuff your face, go girl, sort of thing. And that's not a perfect... That's not a great message either, is it? That's
0: not a balanced view on what body positivity is because from my view, this is... All about self love. Mm-hmm. If you love your body, mm-hmm. we need to love the vessel that carries the life yes. inside us. And by loving that, we are nourishing it with the correct things and not
2: just saying, oh, screw it, I'm gonna have another piece of cake. I agree. But I think some of these women, I don't know them personally. In fact, maybe I should meet up with one of them, could possibly love their bodies way more than we even love ours mm. and could genuinely be that happy. And is it our place? to judge them on that is it our place to think oh you are I know coming from a nutritionist but isn't as a nutritionist to be most concerned about you and your family and how they I don't know it's well no I mean
0: for me it's it's being concerned about the way it's being construed and the way young girls will um will view their nutrition choices because they're very vulnerable in the choices they make so you know in, in in as much as you can see a picture of someone really skinny and decide right i'm not going to eat you can see someone that is very overweight and happy in that situation mm-hmm. and be like well screw it i'm just going to eat what i want that's also not a healthy choice i'm about balance about well-being you know mm-hmm. physically emotionally mentally spiritually mm-hmm. if we're overeating as well we're not particularly happy i mean i just
1: gives you stomach ache there doesn't it don't you feel bloated and it doesn't feel great when you eat a lot of too much
2: also the these women that are particularly larger that might be their genetics and that might be their true size as my true size is a 14 it it could be that that's what they're you know there are people that are naturally a lot larger Mm. and that might be but then again if you're say if they're like you know if they're showing that they're eating five pieces of cake no truthfully i don't agree with that so mm. i am with you on that however i I'd, I'd like no women particularly no matter what their size their natural size and it's the same, that, that's what got through to you so in the same sense mm. if that person their natural size is to be roughly that big that that's yeah. should that kind of that they should be allowed to be how they are but not promoting eating mm. Junk food, or you know, endless well, that's McDonald's. The
0: yeah, that that's all. I, that that's just what I feel about it. That it should just, for example, let's take Ashley Graham. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most beautiful woman, mm-hmm. um, very curvy, posting workout videos, healthy foods she's eating. Mm-hmm. But if it's her birthday, here's my birthday cake, or, mm-hmm. and I'm eating it, and that's amazing. That for me, that's balance. But does you know? she have a pretty
2: girl privilege?
0: Perhaps she does. So say yeah, say maybe be Say right. if somebody yeah.
2: say if that, and Good I think point. that the privilege is a key word because I think she's stunning and I think she's wonderful and I love what she does. If someone else of that size, next door neighbor, without the perfect hair, the perfect smile, mm. the same size, would we think that would like dressed in you know leggings with holes in, and would we slightly be more judgmental to her because she, I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, and she's been. I, once you start on that sort of success story that she is on as well then like you said earlier they've got the best stylist the best hairdressers mm. the access to the clothes the money to pay for the gym the money to pay for the chef the money you know all of that stuff so it, there is a question of wealth with this it, and i'm not point. i'm not
2: bitter to i think she's wonderful that I, I think she's wonderful but i do think that certain people have certain privileges where people are like, yep, she's okay, Mm. because...
1: I was going to say, so with the the styling and the body positivity, it must be the perfect kind of match for you, because I know that, like I was saying earlier, some things just don't suit me, and they would suit you, and so you can actually help people feel really good about themselves by just saying, actually, wear this blazer or this little jacket. And so you're teaching people to, to make the best of what they've got. No, that
2: is wonderful, and to see people's eyes widen like... Watch them feel good and come to life um, is wonderful. And but the key thing is it's no matter if you're at your large you know people go up and down, if you're at your largest, it still works. And yeah. if it's just to, to take the pressure off of so your you're side, you're sort of
1: educating people to work with all sorts of bodies. Because I suppose the styling that we see in advertising and you know marketing campaigns is often you know the size ten, five foot nine supermodel, and that looks great on them. But what you're doing is helping people of all sizes exactly yeah. work out how you know yes. how to look their best. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of available. I would say of that, you need like a whole website where you can just click on and say, "Well, that's why <laughs> this that... is my picture. This is my size." what do I do yeah, yeah
0: yeah I mean that well there we go it's a business idea but that's
1: basically <laughs> what you're
0: doing now I yes. mean people are coming to you in droves yes because of, of this message I just so think it's, it's such it a neat
2: and is that through
1: your Instagram that it is it too. no
2: it, it is and it's amazing and I was saying before um, the more vulnerable I am like when I post a bikini picture and um, talk about you know the restrict the the troubles I've had with dieting over the years and body acceptance and whenever I'm really honest that's when I'll get the messages I liked your post that you did
1: about like this is a picture of me in this outfit from this angle but this is how it looks from the other. I was just thinking
2: about that (laughs) yeah yeah. I was thinking
1: oh my god and we all do that yeah you're like
2: but every that's it And, and and that's very interesting actually I haven't spoken about this before but you've just um it's sprung to mind that when I was super slim the way I angled myself in pictures was to look even thinner, and like if mm. if there was, you know, like if a wrist, like I just I loved the thinner I could look, the better. Mm. Now, if I do look slightly slim, and it's not true to what's happening, you know how you can angle mm-hmm. yourself. I won't post it really, because that's that. Good, but you yeah. do the before. You
0: do the before and after pictures. Like this is me at the the best angle. Yes.
2: And then this is what I actually yes. look like. Yes. But that's that's, that's so what we're amazing. seeing. These these celebrities and these people at their very best angles with hundreds of thousands of pounds spent on this image, and it's it's not real.
1: And do you think? I because I think the kids in a way they do quick pictures of themselves on Snapchat to send to their friends, and they they don't try and edit the image. They just do like people. They don't like to see these heavily sort of changed images in a way. People do want to see more real stuff. So, would you say that that's what people can do now? is actually not always try. And I'm I'm a terrible. I will never post a really bad picture of myself. Well, there just, we go. There's, a, I will, there's part of a, like, for your journey. You know, I'm a, you know <laughs> I would find that quite difficult. I'm sure because I'm sort of conditioned to post as good, a, you know, a nicer picture as I think.
2: But I think what people like on on Instagram in particular is if people relatable. Mm. images and relate it. and but to call it out to say maybe if you did have a picture that you didn't particularly like mm. and to say i never thought i'd post this but this is actually what i look like today Yeah, people want to hear that yeah especially like you know people have bad days or
1: mm. it's brilliant though how our, and what are how our shifts have become that actually that that's a good thing that you think oh that would be really good so the, the mentality is really shifting exactly positive too which is fantastic and
0: what interests me is when you talk about your kids and the things they say it really does cuz Tilly's children are teenagers mm-hmm. so it really does show me that the shift is happening and that okay we're in the kind of say millennials mm-hmm. and which i didn't think i was a millennial but actually we just are yeah, yeah just millennial <laughs> don't think you are oh, i know no. what am I? generation <laughs> x. Gen, x generation x so gen z I'm which like is
1: crazy raver generation yes
0: are, yeah. yeah the 80s ravers <laughs> gen 90s. Z, gen 90s. z who are this new generation of like quote unquote woke Kids who are just, yeah, want to see authenticity. And so, you know, let's give that to them more. And I just think what you're doing, you are literally changing the narrative around body image. Because, I mean, you've done that for me. That's Just amazing. on your own, you've done that. Forget so Jamila Jamil and all the other accounts.
2: Do you know what? I think this has actually really been a positive chat because we're right. It's very quick to talk about how negative all of this is. Mm. But I think what you're saying is so important and it's so true. That people are waking up, and if our your kids being teenagers, if they're more woke, as you <laughs> said, yeah, to think of what our kids, you know, my minus six and three, you've got younger. To, to to think how far it can. I do think the Kylie Jenners of the world will
0: have their slope. day. It will burn out, and I, actually, I hope for them that they get some sort sort of self acceptance without all this filtering and editing and. The thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars they put into this because it feels like, for me, and I could be wrong because I don't know them personally, from what I see, their sense of self worth comes from how they look because every single picture is pouting Mm -hmm. and is look at this that i'm wearing and this product and this makeup and Mm -hmm. this hairstylist that's done this and that it's very superficial it's so superficial and i just think why has the dalai lama got like not got as many followers as kylie jenner you know why has has malala not got as many followers as you know michelle obama Mm -hmm. for god's sake michelle obama
1: even do instagram dalai lama (laughs) has
0: in all yeah all these spiritual gurus have instagram Yeah, yeah like they should have more followers than Kim Kardashian, and they don't. And mm-hmm. that amazes me. But I mean, I do love them. I mean, the makeup thing is fun, though. And, and, and it's a bit like the styling, you know. I think there's definitely a
1: place for it. And I see that, you know, kids, it, it's a, there is a lot of creativity around it. And I think that should be, you know, you can't just say, right, all makeup is terrible. No, no a lot of absolutely. And like you said, something to makeup can make people feel better and feel definitely. good. Definitely. So um, positive thing. Lady
2: Gaga's got this new range, House of Gaga, and it's all about that inclusive fit. Uh, anybody so she was recently that. on um Super Soul Sunday Oprah's mm. podcast that's my favorite so I listened quite into that and she's she's launched this beauty range just to be as inclusive and as wild as and crazy as cuz that's how she started and became who she was mm. and how she felt free to like be this expressive wonderful yeah. it's very interesting so it's funny cuz what i'm saying can can contradict that cuz i do believe that if you're having a bad day to put on a lipstick and a hairband or w- whatever yeah. it does make you feel and that's yeah. where my job comes in yeah. like today if I would have shown up in those baggy trousers I wouldn't be sitting as upright as forward. Like you know how you mm. look and dress does yeah. affect, can affect of your, your energy you. yeah so it's not in a Kylie Jenner sense but it, I do I do believe it's important it can sound contradicting
0: and the other thing that that you you said or that you've done for me in helping me with this is i remember saying to you when we went shopping you said to me Think of one person who you measure yourself up against. And I thought of that person instantly, and we spoke about it. And you asked me why, and I told you. In a you, good way or a bad way? A bad way. Oh, right, okay. Who That's do you, when you walk into a room and see that person, do you kind of then shrink into yourself and feel like, but she looks amazing all the time, and she no matter what you. she does, she looks amazing, and I never look as good as her. And I thought of that person instantly, and you said, but would she wear what you're wearing, what we've just bought for you? And I said, no. And she goes, yeah, because could she pull that off? In terms of her figure, yeah, she could pull off anything, but that's not her style. This is your style. Own who you are, and that's an amazing thing to think of. In all honesty, I'm not fully there yet, right? Because I'm still going to, I'm still on a journey, and You're I'm
1: still breastfeeding. I'm still well, breastfeeding. <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> I'm that's
0: still incredible. In. <laughs> I'm Absolutely, I'm still happy to be very open about the fact that I'm very much on this journey. I haven't. I'm not there, you know. I'm not in a place of. I see this person and but I look amazing and I don't care. I'm very much more accepting than I was and I'm able to kind of look at her and go, she looks really nice. I feel like I look nice as well today. Um, It's still a journey, but I think that helps a lot as well, like owning your own
2: sense of style as well. And I think that goes with personality with anything. If you're being authentic um, to who you are and, you know, uh, today on the school run, I'm wearing that big cowboy Western hat and for a minute I thought... I look a little bit like I'm in fancy dress. I've got a western belt. I've got flares on. <laughs> and just for one second before I got out of the car on the school run I was like, "Well, the mum's like, I thought you know what? This is what I've chosen to wear. This is who I am." Yeah. And I look great and and all of that. A big tip actually. You were saying how do you do it? I've started whatever happens whenever I look in the mirror, I'm not allowed to say anything negative to myself. Oh, so good. for a split second, it still happens. I'm on my journey too. Mm-hmm. I still I'm still there. Still on it. But if one thing, oh, that doesn't look. No, I'm wonderful, and it's really helped because okay, well, this
0: is the whole rewiring your brain thing. And yes, this is where affirmations are so powerful, yes. right? Yeah. So, absolutely. what are your
2: affirmations? I don't. I have a few. I've got a few scattered on my bathroom window, but I feel bathroom mirror. But I do feel like I'm. I don't actually even need them at That's the moment. Amazing. There are certain. But women, we go through cycles, so there yes. are certain times. So 20, the build 90%. up to my period. I know, but then I know because I track it. If something negative creeps in, I was like, okay, I'm due on. That's yeah. what that is. Just just let it go and wear looser clothing. Or Which is why charting your periods are so important. So charting important. your menstrual
0: cycle. I preach about this all the yes. time. Because then you get to understand yourself more. And yes. you're not like, why am I having such a bad day? Why am yes. I. It's all to do with the hormones. Yes.
1: I, um, I read this article. One of the things that helped me was just a little article that I read that Sophia Loren had written. And she was just saying. That all the time when she obviously she's like put up there as like the most beautiful woman in the world really isn't she and she said that when well her biggest regret now being I don't know if she's six seventy is that when she was young and doing all that she never thought that she was beautiful she never thought that she was a gorgeous or you know she never she didn't enjoy it and that was, and I just thought you know what we're all going to look back at this time and it's not about your size or. And then you're going to think, look at you, you're in your thirties, you were doing this with your kids, look at you in your forties, you're amazing. So we, we are going to look back at this and think, God, we were great. You were great when you were a teenager, so we might as well enjoy it now. There's no point looking back at it and going, oh, that was a great time, but I didn't realise.
2: Completely so really agree.
1: massively helped me with everything about how I look, about ageing, about my body. I just think, you know what? And it's great now. I'm going to love it because probably I'm just going to get older. And if I don't get older, I'm... Be dead, so I want to get older, <laughs> don't you? Th-
2: but don't you think confidence with that comes with age? Do you feel mm. like both of your do you think, no, it- I just think yeah. it's yeah. when you
1: kind of read something that resonates with you and you go, Oh, okay, that makes sense? And I think that like all this stuff is coming out more now as people are being more open. Maybe Sophia Loren, the, the, the equivalent of Sophia Loren 20 years ago, wouldn't have said something like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that sort of people are being more open has helped is helping everybody.
0: I feel yeah. like that's one of the most profound things we've just talked about because that's really about the power of now and living in the present. We've just touched on affirmations as well. Mm -hmm. Affirmations are very much about living in the right now, the here Mm -hmm. and now. When we are going to look back on this time right now, say in 20 years from now, what do we want to think about it? Do we want to think that we were sat here moaning about, I'm fat, oh I've got this role, this doesn't look right. Is that what we want to remember this time for? Or do we want to remember, for me right now, you know, I've got young children, the as hard as it is the joys you know of this early these early years that are going to pass so fleetingly or your joy right now of being able to like grow these amazing relationships with your kids who are now teenagers and you know we don't want to look back on today in 20 years from now and and regret how we acted so I just feel like that's so profound
2: but for, for me it's actually given me goosebumps because to think back to actually just sitting here having this conversation and doing a podcast and making a change for people listening I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was still on this massive rampage Mm. of I wouldn't be here I'd be you know wafer thin feeling miserable and not not happy but because I've managed to find freedom around food and accepting my body I'm now able to talk about it and propel my career in a different way yeah. and uh, like we should the three of us should be proud you've, you've started this podcast you know proud to be making a stand for what's important I think I think it's wonderful I'd be very happy to look back on this day
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> so I just to go back to affirmations really quickly before we wrap up I, I've just come back from a retreat in Morocco and it was all about self-love and so it's just so pertinent for me at the moment and we had to do mirror work and every single one of us cried When we looked at the mirror and we said, I like you. And she said, now say I love you. And we all found it hard. And we had to say into the mirror, I love you. And every meditation, she asked us to go into meditation beginning with, I love and accept myself. And I'm now doing that every day. And I was doing affirmations to kind of look in the mirror and help me accept myself more. But really I wasn't connecting to it enough as i am now so for anyone listening if this is something you struggle with wake up in the morning do a small gratitude prayer because gratitude makes us happier look in the mirror and say i love and accept myself
2: every day and then you will re- rewire your brain to believe that amazing. truth yeah that's amazing and um louise hay has got an amazing uh, book called mirror work which yes, I've, yeah, have you yeah. you read that? No, I have it, but it's one of Wonder the girls on the retreat you, one it. Of my, Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Louise Hay, amazing woman.
0: Oh, yeah, and Hay, All Hay House books, yeah, yeah obsessed. <laughs> just to kind of
1: sum up everything we've talked about, what, what would you say, what are your sort of top tips for, for this kind of new positivity that you're living?
2: I think for a lot of people, this would be quite alien to them. So I think the biggest tip would be just to... Oh, it's going to sound really funny. To fake it. <laughs> to start by faking it. So for me... Um, I knew I had to gain weight and be okay with it. I'm not telling everyone here listening to gain weight. It's more to accept yourself. But for me, it was taking a chip off my kid's plate, even though I didn't want to because of the calories, to just try and help yourself relax around food mm-hmm. um, and try and help yourself to stop restricting yourself. Um it, it, it does start off faking it and, and to, like, you know, no we're taught not to like the feeling of feeling bigger in our jeans or if our jeans are too tight. If they are, that's okay. Just sell the jeans, give them to a friend, buy a new pair of jeans. You're still the same person. Mm. Um, it's, and a lot of people won't get there, but Body Posse Panda's book is an amazing start. Mm. Do you remember at the back it's got this thing to sign, like I declare? Did you see that? It was, like, at the very back of the book... I promised never to diet again. I oh, couldn't no, sign. No, it. It I couldn't si- so Yeah, so oh, I couldn't really? sign it at first. I didn't sign it, and really? then I read back at it recently. I was like, yes, I could, because yeah. as oh, I was yeah. doing, right. so but it just takes was, time, it does. yes. Yeah. It's, it's a pro- it's a journey. It's a process, and it's really challenging. And it, we're taught our whole lives to feel a certain way that we should all be slim, the slimmest we should be, and it actually brought me misery. And I just for people to try and relax around that um and put their focus of what they had on gym obsession diet obsession talking about weight to put that onto something else you can then start going on podcasts and helping other people (laughs) and reading books get your life back exactly yeah exactly and when you
0: say fake it, does that come down again? That's just about rewiring our brains, isn't it? If you keep telling yourself something, you
2: will start to believe it. Yeah, Genuinely. It definitely works. Yeah, yeah that's, how, that's how I did it. I started faking it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so every week we do listener questions, and we've got two listener questions this week. Um, the first is from Katie, and she's recently had a baby, and her question for you is, how what do I wear because I'm feeling like nothing's really fitting me, and so I'm going for oversized jumpers and you know, bigger clothes to cover myself up. But how, how would you help me, <laughs> advise me to change that?
2: I think the trick is um, you've got your old pre-pregnancy baby pre wardrobe um, and that can really sort of put women off. It, it sends, sets them in a bad place. So I think it's worth investing in maybe two pairs of trousers and a few tops for this sort of period of time that actually make you feel good. So not like really oversized um, jumpers and like maternity leggings and just to try and make an effort to to show your shape and appreciate your shape and what has just happened and what you've just achieved. So trying to get in a pair of jeans, putting a T-shirt on, lipstick is such a good one hmm. if you're if you're feeling drab. But I had this recently and I mentioned it. So um, this mum who'd had a baby 11 weeks ago. And the, and the difference. So she was in really baggy clothes. Um, you know, we put her in some lipsticks, some tights some jeans that were much bigger than she wanted. But to try and get your head round of not worrying about size, they're they're just for now to make you feel good for now. It will make you a better mum for now. Mm-hmm. It will make you a better wife, partner, whatever. By by just feeling more like you or this new you, but just putting effort into your clothes for now. And obviously, then pass them on to a friend or charity shop to try and make it ethical as well. But just just yeah. spend mm. some money on yourself just for this period of time.
1: And do you think that that's also with people who are just wearing bigger clothes because they don't know what to wear for their size, or they feel like they just need to cover themselves up? Do you think that's
2: I think otherwise? a bit of both. I think I think we're taught to sort of hide if as as women, you know, if we're not this this perfect shape or or whatever, we're taught to hide. Whereas if people oh. Meghan Markle, she, um after after, after she had a baby, mm. she was shown in that dress, mm. showing the bump of I water retention. And I was like, this is you for, yes, thank you for And no months. one really picked
0: up on how amazing that was. Oh, and she's just, still doing it. I mean, she still hasn't fully, you know, let's say, lost her weight. And I think it's that's amazing. I
2: love that she hasn't. But and to I show love it. And she's and, not trying to cover it up. And yeah. is it that bad if someone says to you, oh, are you pregnant if you've got a big, like, no, I've actually just had a baby mm. and, and I've still carried, like, We're we're taught we've got to snap back and, like, show what's just happened. It's incredible. Mm. Again, easier said than done. So I get that that would be very challenging for some people. But I guarantee you, by showing your womanly shape a bit more rather than hiding it, you will feel better and sexier. And And, look better. So,
1: yeah, it's a better silhouette, isn't it?
2: Yes, exactly. So
0: our second question is from Claudia. And she says, how do I make sure that I don't pass my body image issues onto my daughter?
2: I think that's a fear of most women um I think a lot of women can relate to that question um I feel I had this issue um with my daughter when I watched all she all my kids saw me eat was fruit and vegetables they'd never like if there was a cake there they wouldn't even say "Mummy, do you want some because it was a given that Mummy doesn't mm. eat cake and that's what my first step of this process was, was to force myself. I remember the first thing I did, I I can still remember it. I ate one of my son's hula hoops. And as I was eating it, I felt awful in my head. A million thoughts. Mm. I'm eating a hula hoop. I'm going to put weight on. What am I doing? No, I'm doing this for my kids. And then slowly but surely, I started picking you know, certain bits and pieces, or, mummy, do you want some of my ice cream? And the first time they offered me, that felt amazing right. because before Are they I knew, to have done that? no, yeah. it was this thing. My mummy just eats fruit and vegetables. Yeah. So it's more about our actions than our words. I think so. Just trying as best as you can, and I think the more concern you have, the the more seriously you take it, and the more pressure you put on it, the more of a uh, it's almost like an elephant in the room you're creating. <laughs> and just trying to be on, and, and a similar thing with my daughter saying, mummy, you've got a big bum. Yes, I have. Mm. Rather than we don't say that. Mm. So, so she th- knows
0: that that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I've got and a big bum a st- and not to be
2: embarrassed. Like, but, but then there's kids, kids can be mean on the playground. You know, there, there's various things, but if we can all teach each, each other. Yeah. To... But what if
0: your daughter then on the playground mm-hmm. says to another girl, yeah, it's great to have a big bum because I'm going to be a woman, you know, like Amazing. we're saying we're changing the narrative and we're helping these children mm-hmm. become more aware. Mm-hmm. How amazing, if that happens on a playground Mm -hmm. one day
1: Mm -hmm.
0: soon from now, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: Okay, so um, the other thing we do every week is talk about
2: what we're into this week in particular.
0: What are you into, Stevie, this Um,
2: week? I love Gabrielle Bernstein. (laughs) Me too. Um, Really love following her, her books, and her latest book, Super Attractor. Um, It's just singing to me at the moment um just all about um you know tuning back into yourself getting back into spirituality um manifesting things and it just comes at the right time sometimes you know you dip out of it and now that i'm in it Just just seeing signs all the time, feathers, robins. It's it's just it's like little nods from the universe. So it's yeah, makes my legs go do a little dance. Oh, I have to read that one. It's wonderful, Uh, wonderful woman.
0: What are you into Lauren? I'm just I'm just going to be really out there, and so I'm really into self love right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should like click and make noises.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we can we chant on? No, I just I've come back from the from this retreat, and I don't. It's not like I feel rested or rejuvenated it was a lot of emotional work and a lot of things have come up from it but I'm just every single woman on that retreat inspired me in a different way and the biggest part of it for me was this self-love connecting to my inner child um and really I've I haven't done enough of that so I'm on this kind of connecting with my inner child journey and um and and I've just started reading a book called the inner bonding workbook so, I guess I'm into that as well. I've just got to stay. I know we're only supposed to say one thing, but I'm listening to a podcast called Expanded by Lacey Phillips, and I've got to put that out because it's just amazing. And mm. it's just, yeah, I just feel like, like we said, about if you know, we have to listen and watch and be into the right things in order to change our perceptions of things and yeah. be in the right place, and that's what I'm doing. And so, it's just changing my perspective and my energy. It's incredible. What are you into, Tilly?
1: Well, um, I guess I've been listening to the Body Posse Panda book, which I've been really enjoyed. And um, the other thing that I am into and I've been into for a while and we talked about it before but um I love now uh, when my house I love clearing my house like Mm. kind of energetically. So in I don't just burn incense now, I've got this amazing um frankincense, like this sort of resin of frankincense, and I burn charcoal and then I crush up with a pestle and mortar the the frankincense and then burn that around the house Mm. and it just and it just kind of gives the house a real lovely feeling of sort of, of Good vibes, I think, and my kids love it. Everybody loves it. That comes into the house because they kind of know I've done it when I when the house is all nice and clear, and I walk around and I think good things around the house. Like, okay, this is clear, this is clear. Everybody's going to feel good here, and it kind of just lifts the vibration of the house. And I just I felt that so much when I came into your house, <laughs>
0: and, that's and you gave and that inspired me because I I um, diffuse essential oils, but have never had the frankincense resin, and so I bought it when I was in Morocco. Yes, Thanks to you. Well,
1: yeah, that's yeah. no, great.
0: Um thank you so much. I'm like buzzing off this. I'm so excited to share it with everyone. And I'm just so grateful that you are sharing your message with the world because you've changed me and I know you've changed oh, so many other that's people. That's amazing. Thank you.
2: And I want one some, <laughs> <laughs> like, some more of Stevie. No, I've loved it. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank, you. thank you.
2: We really hope you
0: enjoyed this episode of Healthy Happy Home. We're so grateful to every single one of you who chooses to press play. Please connect with us over on Instagram at Healthy Happy Home Podcast. We have a heap of amazing giveaways and discounts. And remember to use the hashtag Elevation Nation. And if you enjoy our show, why not tell your fellow elevators about us
1: or people who you think could benefit from each episode message. Rating, reviewing and subscribing to Healthy Happy Home will also help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. Thank you to Megahome Water Distillers for sponsoring this season of Healthy Happy Home. Head over to megahome-distillers.co.uk to learn more about the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller on the market and to benefit from a 5% discount as a listener of Healthy Happy Home by using the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Megahome.